I used to be a very timid, negative thinker and people pleaser. Then my relationship with God changed all that around. Now I have this podcast called The Essence of Life, where I share with people about various aspects of life. For example, your health, finances, personal development, your relationships, and of course, your spirituality. And just how you can balance all of these things together to live the abundantly blessed and balanced life that Jesus came for you to live. John 10.10 tells us, The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I came so that you can have life and to live it to the full and to enjoy it. If you would like to know more about this podcast, please subscribe for more content on living the abundantly balanced life. Sebo, sounds good. God bless you. Ephesians 5.31 and Genesis 2.24 echoes the exact same words. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Marriage is extremely, extremely serious. The two shall become one flesh. When you are married, it's not just something that happens before the people who witness it and the pastor in the church. It is way bigger than that. You are becoming one flesh. You are uniting with another human being. This is a very, very serious decision that you want to make. And if you decide to make it, you want to ensure that you make it advisedly, soberly, and in the presence of God. It is not the beauty of the wedding day, although hmm, all that is actually really cute, but that is just an accessory. So if all you think about when you think about getting married is your wedding day and how you're going to look and all the things you're going to try your best to put together, you are not ready for marriage. The real meaning of marriage is not to give up no matter what. And I know that some people have laughed at our older grandparents who stayed in marriages after all sorts of abuse, maybe maybe not abuse, but a bit of infidelity, different types of problems and issues, but they stayed in the marriage. And we have a mindset now that We don't need to stay and take anybody's crap. We're just going to move on with our lives. If this is your mindset, you have not completely understood the meaning of marriage as it relates to God and what it truly stands for. The real meaning of marriage, again, is not to give up no matter what. That's the true purpose of marriage. Marriage emulates the commitment of God to his bride, his people, the church. Yet so many, so many people, in my observation, are separating from marriages so early. Some of them as much as one year in. And we are ready to separate. It's like, it's not even a big deal. It's like marriage is becoming less and less of value. 
that people who are not even married yet do not even look forward to it anymore. When God made a commitment to his people, separation was not an option. Divorce was not an option. If God makes a covenant, he makes a covenant. Unless he decides to change the rules, a covenant is a covenant. God made a covenant with Moses. And God made a covenant with us through Jesus Christ. If you give somebody your word, your word becomes your bond. That's why love is not a feeling, it's a decision. You intentionally, after carefully thinking about the pros and cons, make a decision and you have to stick to your decision. This is what marriage is. Here's a trivial question. Did you know that in most countries that it is law that you cannot be granted a divorce by the state after just one year of marriage? Like, you have to be married for at least three years before you could be granted a divorce. This is how serious this thing is. Yet, after one year of marriage, we have people separating from their marriages, walking away from their marriages, like their boyfriend and girlfriend. Or they're just dating and they just decide, okay, well, I'm not doing and seeing you anymore. This is extremely serious. This is extremely serious. 1 Corinthians 7 verses 10 to 11 tells us, To the married I give this charge, not I, but the Lord. And this is Paul speaking. And he's saying, not me, but God. The wife should not separate from her husband. But if she does, she should remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And the husband should not divorce his wife. I have an episode on this podcast called Why God Doesn't Like Divorce. Definitely you should listen to this one. Okay? So basically Paul is saying, to God, according to God here, wives should not separate from their husbands and husbands should not divorce their wives. Now, of course, there are further explanations where it is mentioned based on the case of infidelity, then there could be the option of serving the divorced people. But even then, it talks about the seriousness of maintaining commitment even after that. But that's for another episode. I'm going to get into this one. I want to speak to the couples who are considering separating after one year of marriage the couples who have been separated after one year of marriage and those who are probably courting or even the singles who are going into marriage because I want us to see and understand the seriousness of marriage. Do you have a vision for your marriage? Do you have an understanding of the seriousness of marriage? Because when you do and you enter into marriage, what matters is the understanding that marriage is serious and it's not for separation. That's why your vow says, for better or worse, for richer or poorer, until death do us part. So the, the issue here is unless you die, there's no parting. I remember I went to this wedding and this young lady, this bride, <laughs> bless her heart. When the pastor was saying for better or for worse, she's like, for better or for better. And then when he said for sickness and in health, she's like for health and in health. And people laugh, but that wasn't funny because you are making a commitment and understanding. Life is not always going to be perfectly healthy. Life is not always going to be perfectly good. 
they are gonna be worse situations worse it didn't say for better or for not so good it said for worse which is the complete extreme opposite of better for sickness or health the complete opposite of health is sickness it is telling you that the vows that you are making is a commitment to stick around doesn't matter how bad it gets whether it's a physical thing, an emotional thing, because it says better or for worse, whether we are broke, we don't have the money anymore, someone loses their job, or someone becomes, um, uh, what do you call that, not able to have sex and function sexually, whatever the major issues are that are affecting marriage, whatever your reason for being separated right now, whatever that is, it's saying the worst part that will come, I am still going to stand there. Because that's what God does. That's why wives submit to husbands and husbands loves their wives as Christ loves the church and gave up his life. Christ gave up his life for the sinners, for God so loved the world. It didn't say for God so loved the good, righteous people. He said for God so loved the world, every single one of us. Christ died for every single one of us in our sin, in our mess, when we were delusional, depressed, when we were failing at life, when we were in our worst state. He died for us and husbands are required to love their wives like that. And then wives are required to submit to them like they submit to God. So my question to you is, why did it happen? Why is there a separation after just one year of marriage? Why? One year of marriage, just one year. Why? Did it happen? Why is the issue so great that you don't think that it's worth fighting for? Could it be that the issue was there before you got married, that it wasn't dealt with, and now that you're married, it escalated to something bigger? That you were lying to yourselves, that you think that by getting married, it was going to be fixed instead of dealing with the issue? Could the issue have been resolved? Of course it could have been resolved. And for those of us who are still married, we, we resolve the issue. That's why we could say it. Some people look at my husband and I and they probably think that we are the perfect couple. There is no such thing as a perfect couple. My husband and I had our fair share of our first year of, um, what do I say, that challenges. But here we are, by the grace of God, still fighting for our marriage. And because of the uniqueness of our lives in, this, in the sense that we are in ministry, we don't just get physical attacks. We also get spiritual attacks that we got to deal with. I'm not saying this to say that someone else's issue is less than mine, but I'm saying this to say, why did you separate from your spouse after just one year of marriage? Could the issue be resolved Think about the issue that caused the separation. Why did you walk away or why did your spouse walk away? Could that issue or that reason be dealt with? Could it be solved? Was it from the beginning? What is the root of it? Did it happen before the marriage? Why after just one year of marriage, when you're still supposed to be having the hearts for each other, that there is a separation? Was God present? Was he even consulted? 
Because when you stood before the pastor and the people who came to witness, you said in the sight of God, you were doing it in the sight of God as God being the center. So if it's you, God and your spouse, how can a separation take place without God being consulted? Oh, this is deep. This is meant to bring about restoration and transformation. It's not meant to bring about a judgment. It's, I want you, if you are one who has been separated after a year or just a few years and you're listening to this, I don't want you to take this as something that is judgmental. I want you to take this as a soul searching experience because God wants to bring healing to that marriage. God wants to bring deliverance to that marriage because this marriage needs to show that God is truly in it and his covenant and his commitment to his people is real because that's what marriage represent that's why i'm so passionate about marriage because i have seen the damages of marriage i was once a victim of marriage being destroyed i was once a victim of adultery i've seen it so that's why i'm so passionate about seeing marriages work not that i have an understanding that marriage is not just between a man and a woman it's what god represents with his commitment to us it's just like when I say I give my heart to God and I decide to backslide. Why did I backslide? Why did I leave God after just a month of giving my heart to him? Why did I walk away from God after just a year of giving my heart to him? What was the issue? What did God do to me that deserved me walking away from him, breaking up with him, separating myself from him? And I know it's hard. Life gets hard. That's why the vow said for better or worse. When you say these vows, you have to imagine the worst thing that could happen. And you are still going to make up your mind that you are not going to give up. The people who are still married for 50, 30, 40 years, they are not people who had it all perfect and better all the time. They are people who decided that for the worse and in the sickness, whether it's mental, physical or spiritual, I am going to stay. Why did it happen? Because when we can find the root of the problem, then we can find the solution to deal with it and we can address it from the root. So we're not praying to miss so that we can deal with the issue from the core of it. That's the only way it can be healed from the inside out. Why did it happen? Could the issue be resolved? any issue before God can be resolved. Was God present? Was God consulted? The second question I want to ask is, what are your actions during that time of separation? Because that will speak volumes. What are your actions since you have been separated from your spouse? Are you maintaining a celibate life? Or have you just gone and moved on with your life and entered into another relationship? Which, by the way, is very much adultery. Blatant adultery. Being separated from your wife is adultery. And the scripture even talks about being separated from your wife and being with somebody else is a different level of adultery. We have to be so careful. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. It might seem that way because we feel that we could just do whatever we want. Paul tells us that we are free to do anything we want, but not anything is good for us. Not everything is okay for us. And there are consequences for every action. There is a reaction. So you are separated from your spouse just after a year or two of marriage. 
What are your actions? Are you spending time trying to cope with the, with the separation? Are you spending time reflecting on why it happened? Like I just asked previously, are you spending time with God? Are you trying to figure out, okay, Lord, was it me? Do I have an issue? Are you getting healing that you deserve? Did you learn from the experience? Are you growing? What are you doing? What is your posture after this separation? Because again, this is where... This is where it will determine where you go from there. Did you just move on without officially serving divorce papers? Let's say, for example, the reason for the separation was infidelity, which is one of the reasons that is stated in the Bible. It's probably the only reason that's stated in the Bible for divorce. And if there's absolutely no help, because I know sometimes when we make up our mind, we don't want to change. There's absolutely no help from that. And you have consulted with God and God has given the go ahead. Okay. But honestly, have you learned? Did you grow? How are you coping with it? How are you handling it? Are you seeking the face of God? Are you talking to your pastors and, and other reputable people that you trust and try to figure out where do I go from there? What's the best decision I'm going to make? Because that now leads me into my third question. Have you made the decision through God to return and restore the marriage? The, the scripture I read, 1 Corinthians 7, 10 to 11 says, a husband should not divorce his wife. And then the wife should not separate from her husband. She should remain unmarried or else reconcile. So these are the options that Paul is giving us in a case like this. In this specific case, separation after one year of marriage, separation after 10 years of marriage. But we're focusing on just the early stage for, for now because that one is so unique. But any separation this part could apply to. Should you decide to remain unmarried or be reconciled those were the options those were the options am i going to remain unmarried or am i going to reconcile with my spouse have you consulted with god <laughs> and why should i consult with god natisha because marriage is a godly emulation of his commitment to his people, to his church, to his bride. The moment you speak about marriage, that's why with all due respect or maybe lack thereof, I do not see whatever the gays decide to do as marriage because it's not. Marriage is between a man and a woman and it is meant to emulate the commitment of God to his people. So, have you made the decision and consulted with God whether to remain unmarried? And that would mean celibacy for the rest of your life because you have to continue to live pure or be reconciled with your spouse. Again, I ask the question, do you have a vision for your marriage? Is it a godly vision? Did you consult with God, did you get all the confirmations that you need? Before I went ahead with my husband, I asked God for so many signs because I knew that this was not going to be something to be taken lightly. 
I knew that it was a serious decision. I was like, Lord, you know, I want to get married, but I need to know, is this the man that you have chosen for me to get married to? Because I ain't going to be trying to make a mistake. And I don't want to get married more than once in my life because by right, that's the only amount of times we should be getting married. There are unique situations. And like I said, I will be doing another episode on getting married and, and divorcing and remarriage. But definitely marriage is designed to be a one-time thing. Seek the face of God concerning this important matter of your life. Whether you are married, separated, or you are single and you're listening to this, seek the face of God. Ask him for a million signs because we know some of us could be so naive. We'd be like, "Mm, that is God. God sent him. Uh Uh-uh. Make sure you know. Or God sent her. (laughs) I know I've always had the ladies because almost 70% of the people on this podcast are ladies anyway. And be sure it is his will. Be sure it's what God wants. Be sure that it's God chosen. Because when God is involved, he can be consistently consulted. Only God could allow you to forgive and restore a marriage and to continue when it has been broken and hurt and tested so many times. That is why God needs to be in there. Because if God is not in there, the first thing you will find happening is a separation. God needs to be a center of it. He needs to be involved deeply. The third person, the only third being that should be present in your marriage is God. You, your spouse, and God. It is my aim that this podcast will speak to the singles who are considering marriage. To understand the seriousness of marriage. And to aim to have only one marriage as God intends for all of us. It is my intention that those of you who have been separated, who are listening to this, will see that it is better to be reconciled with your spouse than to stay and hold on to unforgiveness and whatever that issue is, to seek the face of God, to seek help from reputable men and women of God to restore it. I've heard a couple testify that they were married. They separated after three years, or I think they got divorced or separated after three years, then got back together, and now they're together for 30 years. That is God. God can do that. Because when we do things and we sin against God and we go before God and we ask him for forgiveness, he gives us forgiveness, especially if we have forgiven those who have trespassed against us. That's what we were taught in the Lord's Prayer. And we were also taught in the parable of the servant who did not forgive. We have to seek it. These are are ways that we can live the abundant life. God wants us to live an abundant married life. If we stand before God and we get married, it's not for separation. If we stand before God and we get married, it's for an abundance. God wants us to be able to be balanced in our minds and to think abundance in our minds so that we can live a marriage of abundance that glorifies him, that shows that it could be tested and that we will still stand strong, that shows that it could go through the fire and still come out to the other side with smoke untouched because God is in the midst. I feel the presence of God as I say this. Marriage is not easy. 
easy. It's hard work. You got to go all in. You got to put your mind and make up your mind that in sickness and in health, for better or for worse, I'm going to stick by you. I'm going to stand by you. I'm going to go through the fires with you. I am going to seek the face of God when we have to go through it. If we have to eat dry bread, if the enemy comes up against you, if it's me who has to carry it this week and you have to carry it next week, we are going to do whatever it takes to stay committed because it shows that God doesn't give up on us when we fail him. He doesn't give up on us when we hurt him. He doesn't give up when we turn our backs on him and we run back to him. He still forgives because he is faithful. Too many people are getting in their feelings and running away from the responsibility of marriage. It is a heavy one to carry. But if you have chosen and made up your mind that this is a ministry that you want to be a part of, this is where you want to give God glory and serve God, stick to that decision. There are too many people getting divorced. There are too many people separating and God needs to see marriages work. God needs to bring back the true meaning of marriage into the lives of those who are married. He wants to restore the hope of marriage to those who are single and looking on. There are young people who are discouraged because they are not seeing our marriages working. Can we continue to pursue the things of God and allow the abundance of God to flow in marriages? God wants to restore marriages. Holy Spirit, have your way. I'm preaching right now because I'm passionate and I could feel the presence of God as he's crying out to his people. Don't walk away from your marriage. Go back to your spouse. It is not a boyfriend and girlfriend thing where you could just be out there living life. You are living in sin. This is not the will of God. Go back to your marriage. Restore it. If it is that you cannot, that's why Paul says those who cannot burn with that burning desire, please get married. But he also mentioned that this is not something to be taken lightly. We need to understand the seriousness of marriage and give it the respect and for those of you who are women and you are with or men and you are with a a, a separated spouse you need to break it because God needs to get the glory separate yourselves from that mess and encourage that spouse to go back God could heal this marriage and God could avoid a separation We need to stop leaving God out of it. And if you are married, you need to have more like-minded people around you who are focused on being married the godly, abundant way. You cannot be married and all your friends are single. You need to surround yourself with the right environment and the right association. I just spoke about association and the correct association. The right association will see you being blessed, but the wrong association will see you to your death. It will see you to your grave. Associate yourself with the right people. That could speak life into your marriage and that is why my husband and i we have this couples retreat at least four times a year where we provide an opportunity for married couples to come back and restore marriages to build back bonds to strengthen we also do something for the singles because we want to prepare them for the seriousness of the decision of marriage god have your way i want to just ask of you appeal to you plead with you if you are married and you have separated from your spouse seek the face of God on the intended course of action because God wants to restore marriages 
And if he absolutely sees it fit that that marriage be dismantled, let it be God's will either way. But make sure, just be sure, just be sure that it is God's will. God wants to bring a life of abundance. I speak about abundance on this podcast. And abundance is not just having a lot of money for you to spend. But abundance in every area of your life. Especially your relationship with God and your marriage. I pray that someone is listening to this and they will take heed. And I pray that the God that we serve and his Holy Spirit will minister to you. That you will not misunderstand this message, but you will take it and understand it clearly as the Spirit explains it to you. So that the perfect will of God can be done in your life. So that you can live the life of abundance. I look forward to seeing a lot more marriages prospering. I look forward to seeing a lot more marriages just being happy and living and giving God glory. Because it is possible. We shouldn't have to be afraid. As Dr. Denise Charles told us on her episode, she wrote a book about journey to one. The two shall become one. And she spoke about it in her book. You can check out this episode as well, where she talks a bit about marriage and she encourages. After 30 years of marriage, she encourages us to stay together. The aim is to stay together because God stays together with us. He doesn't walk away from us. We love God. He's faithful. We can depend on him to be faithful. Let's allow his faithfulness to be emulated through us in marriage. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just want to pray for those who have been separated from their marriage. Lord, you are a God of love. You are a God of forgiveness. You are a God of faithfulness. And Father, even as I pray, O oh God, I pray that those who will be hearing this and even those who may not, that you will find every separated spouse, wherever they are, whatever they are doing, Father. Minister to them. Draw their eyes onto you. Fix their eyes on you. And restore that marriage, God. Restore it for your glory. Father, some of them are dealing with hurts from their past, from their childhood, that they didn't understand how to explain it to their spouse, nor did their spouse understand how to help them. But Father, you are God and you see and you know everything. You know our past, our present and our future. And because you did, Father, as long as your hand is on that marriage, as long as you have ordained it and what you have put together, no demon in hell could separate. Father, we rise up against the plan of the enemy to separate marriages. And Father, we speak your truth to these spouses. We speak your encouragement, your hope to them, oh God. You said, I know the plans I have for you. A plan is to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Give them a hope and a future, God. Let them see that it could only be because of your presence and your power that you could bring them back together like never as before. Let these separated couples come back and have testimonies so that they could encourage more, oh God, who have been separated. Father, we come against the plots of the enemy to put your plan oh god out of sync father you know oh god that when the enemy strikes one you strike way greater so father show up arise oh god great god that you are arise and let your enemies be scattered father we declare that marriages shall honor you we declare that marriages shall bring you glory and father we wipe out the thought right now that is speaking a lie to a couple and telling them to separate father we cancel those divorce papers we cancel those separation plans father 
Father, give them fresh love for each other. Open up their eyes only back to each other. In the mighty name of Jesus, Spirit of the living God, arise for marriages. My heart cry out for marriages, oh God. Let your hands be upon them. In the name of Jesus, arrest them, God, and bring them back. Bring healing, deliverance in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar. The gates of hell will not prevail. The two shall become one. And you will get the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for your feedback. Shout out to my darling sister, Cherry Thank you so much for following the podcast religiously and providing your feedback on Spotify, leaving a comment for me. Definitely, definitely appreciate it. I'll try my best to read out one for the listeners next time. And again, shout out to Tanzania, Pakistan, and all the countries who are connected to this podcast. See you next time. C'est bon? Sounds good.